Brings up first and goal. Taylor dropped it. And Matt Ryan is there. Steelers say they have it. They hand off to Snell. He's got it. Touchdown Pittsburgh back on top. And the Steelers will go for two. Pickett in trouble. End zone and caught in the back of the end zone for two. George Pickens. Seven-point game. You know, I, I thought we had plenty of time. I wasn't really concerned. We still had timeouts, so I wasn't too concerned. I really wanted, I, you know, when he was going down, I couldn't tell where they were going to start him from going down, right? Like if he was going to get the first down, and then we got there. Um, I expect this to get on the ball and be and have another play um, a little bit quicker than that. But again, it wasn't a. This wasn't a press for time. We just didn't make enough plays. Welcome on in BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Tuesday presented as always by BetMGM, the voice of Jeff Saturday, their head coach of the Colts, who lose last night 24-17 to to the Steelers. A lot to do today. Brad Thomas, betting analyst, NBC Sports Edge in the World Cup in 20 minutes. Christian Cipollini, lead trader, BetMGM, will join us next hour. And Jason Logan, senior industry analyst of covers for the NFL at 1120. Uh, we'll start, though, with last night. Monday Night Football, it was, you know, it was a game. It was a slug, slog fest, right? 24-17. It's, it was pro football, Joe, so I had it on TV, but that wasn't great. That wasn't great football yeah, last night. It was on the TV. Can't say I was completely locked in. I, I mean, I was motivated by my Steelers plus three bet, and then uh, it wrapped up our picks for the week. So we ended up three and two because we were on Pittsburgh plus two and a half in the contest. Um it's still, I'm just baffled that Jeff Saturday, Matt Ryan, and Parks Frazier were a favorite by nearly a full field goal last night. I mean, it was just, it's two, three, two and a half most of the week. Uh, I know it was touching three during showtime yesterday. It just it was very strange to me. And then I was even more confused in the first half because they did absolutely nothing. They did show some life in the second half, but the Steelers also were just like, okay, we've got a rookie quarterback on the road. Let's get the hell out of Dodge with the victory. That was clearly the game plan, and uh, it, it ended up working out for them. And for them, uh, the rookie quarterback looked really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's been my case with Pickett since he was entered into the starting lineup that it has been week after week of tough defenses, and he has not been terrible. And this is one of the softer defenses, even though they're not bad, that he's faced over this stretch. So... In that sense, it was impressive, but let's not get it twisted. The Steelers won because they ran the ball effectively, Aaron, 172 yards on the ground. And it wasn't just Najee. Like, they tried to force feed him in the past. It was a mixture of players. Snell, 62. Najee, 35. Pickett, 32 on the ground for himself. McFarlane got into the mix with 30. So they, they really spread it around in the backfield. Yeah, they spread it around with receivers, too. Unfortunately, uh, our guy Fryermuth just <laughs> like five Little yards smart. short. I was so mad when he had that drop, too, because like you almost hit that touchdown prop as well. Um, but Matt Ryan got that INT early. I was happy about that. Can't, can't believe yeah. that number um, was only like minus 125 or something. It was amazing. And then... Uh, under uh, longest completion for him hit as well. So it was a great night for our show all the way around. Pretty much what we predicted. Still can't believe. I mean, if you weren't on the Steelers, I don't know why you were, you know, thinking Jeff Saturday and the Colts were going to win this game. Ugh. Yeah. 
No. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think we said that earlier last week. Like, what is this line? Jeff Saturday's a favorite over the and, and not, the Steelers aren't any good, Joe. We know that, but these teams are pretty much even, right? Four seven, four and seven now, four seven and one. They're both not good football teams. But you mentioned the picket thing. I, I think the Steelers are going to be frisky down the stretch of the season. I, I, I mm. you know, if they're getting points, so I took them two weeks ago against the Saints, getting points, and they won outright. I was off last week, you know, when they played the Bengals. I was on the plus three and a half, plus four and a half, depending on where it landed. They lost that game, but they were in it. They had 20 points up on the board in the first half. Then they win this game outright. I just feel like five weeks from now, I don't know what their record's going to be, but I could see the Steelers being in a lot of games down the stretch. Something's changing with them with Pickett. It looks – it's just like yeah. they've got a chance now. They've got a chance. And Watt, and obviously Watt back, Aaron. Even just like his post-game press conference, he's just, I like how he carries himself. I mean, he's he has a lot of composure. He does give that vibe that he's going to be, you know, a leader in that locker room. And it's, you know, we're seeing some of these younger quarterbacks really start to develop and separate themselves. Um, we're seeing Zach Wilson probably won't be in the league that much longer. And then there's some other guys that are showing, hey, they might have some potential here and eventually be legit quarterbacks in the NFL. And Minka Fitzpatrick is back too. That That's huge on the back end. So you get Watt and Minka back pretty much at the same time. Second game back, they look pretty good. And... Um, Man, uh, Spielberger yesterday, he liked Atlanta as one of his uh, early looks, his fa favorite plays. The more and more I look at this game and the way Pickett looked last night, and now they are clearly going to face the easiest defense by a mile in Atlanta next week. And Atlanta is a short favorite. I like the Steelers. I do like the Steelers. Um, Mariota, they, they could have covered, but he had that that bad pick, some terrible late-game right. management, um, stupid penalties on the Falcons' side against the Commanders. But, hey, Heineke's the best. Once again, can't score 20, but he's the best. He's the best ever. Okay, I'm sure Aaron's sick of hearing about that. But, um, yeah, early look, I, I do like the Steelers, and I'm not sure that they should be a dog. I know it's a short dog, and they're basically calling it a pick em on a neutral field. But uh, that's a good look, Joji. You mentioned when they're getting points. Well, they're going to get points week after that when they host Baltimore, you would think, uh, at Carolina in a couple weeks. Maybe. Vegas, we'll see. But um, I, I think they're going to be underdogs, most of these. The, you know, they play the Ravens twice. And those division games yeah. between those two teams, even though the Ravens should be a much better team, I don't know. I think they could split for sure. I do, too. Mm -hmm. You're right. Like, the Ravens will be six-point favorites and lose one of those games. Isn't that what the Ravens have done so this year? Mm-hmm. And weird things happen between those two teams. Such a big rivalry. And division games are just so weird that I could definitely see them splitting. I, uh, I've, I've got a Ravens angle I want to throw your way when we do the team futures in about okay. an hour. Uh, there's a, it's an interesting time. Ravens? <laughs> it's an interesting time with a third of the season left. Uh, what's going to happen in this final stretch? And and this would be a good week to jump in on some some futures and some other ones that we've talked about. Probably the number uh, number not there anymore. But um, man, Matt Ryan is so done. But I don't think they're going to bench him again, right? Can they're you, not bench, do this can you again. bench a guy twice? It's like double jeopardy. You ever see that movie Double Jeopardy back in the day with Tommy Lee Jones? Can you bench <laughs> someone twice in the same season? Can they do it, or is it over? Yeah. You can, but God, it's embarrassing for a veteran, a former MVP that's accomplished so much at this level. I don't, I don't know. I, I do feel like, okay, 
you you got your one win, and and I think this is not a big surprise to anybody. You got your your win, your Saturday bump. You were massive underdogs that one week, and what's happened since? Okay, you kept it close against the Eagles. Okay, good. But you know what? You also only scored 16 points in that game, while the right. Eagles are kind of, kind of fading. Like, there's a lot of questions about them. You can run on them. Okay. So you kept it close, but you only scored 16. Against Pittsburgh last night, at home, you only scored 17. We're talking about back-to-back home games. Now you're going to Dallas. Okay. Let's see what you got. I I think that is Cowboys or nothing. I have no interest in uh, in backing the Colts down this stretch. So they're the opposite. I'm with you. It's almost like the opposite of the Steelers. I can see the Colts fading out pretty bad. Yes. Look, mm-hmm. look at their schedule. Their schedule is, Joe just mentioned, Aaron, they're at Dallas on Sunday night. Why that's still the Sunday night game is beyond me. I guess they just want the Cowboys <laughs> in that window. Oh, my gosh. That's- There's so many great games this week. There's so many options. Yeah, it's crazy. It feels like the Colts, uh, Jeff Saturday, Matt Ryan thing. It like the honeymoon is ending. It's it it -hmm. it was cute for a couple games, but now we're back down to reality here. They basically had six quarters where they were like, "Oh, we're playing better," and then they went back to reality. So here's their schedule: they play Dallas Sunday night, they play the Vikings in Minnesota the following week, then they play the Chargers, who are going to need every one of these games to to make the playoffs. So that that's going to be you know I can't imagine a letdown there from the Chargers. Then the Giants, who might definitely need that game to make the playoffs, and they end with the Texans. They might win the last game. I mean, they, they could lose until the last game. They're going to be yeah. underdogs by a good margin the next four weeks. Yeah. I wonder what yeah. Houston's motivation is going to be in that last game. They might have the number one pick locked up at that point. Right. But, um, yeah, not a, not a team I'm looking to back. At Dallas, there's that bye there at Minnesota. Uh, Chargers might have some life here, too. So yep. they might call out all the good plays for that one. They, they, they might. So, um, no, not interested in backing this team. And I don't think it's an overreaction to what we saw last night. We were, we were talking about it going into that game. Yes, uh, there's no question. All right, so three and two was the final tally this week in the contest with the Steelers. Yeah. pushed you guys over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, winners, let's see. We had the Jets, the Steelers. What was the other winner? Now I'm blinking. Um, but. Carolina, correct. Atlanta was close. Could have won it at the end. Mariota sucks. Oh, that you you guys were on the yeah. right. That that like you got to feel like you 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 handicapped it right. Like that was a close game, getting four and a half points. Gets Heineke. Yeah, yeah I think that was right. Can we go? Can we mix? go back to the courtroom for a minute? Can we go back to the courtroom for a minute? We're putting Marcus Mariota back into BetQL court again. <laughs> we're doubling down, double jeopardy because at a money line dog round robin. Steelers hit, Panthers hit. They're even money. Uh, oh, Raiders oh. hit, and oh, man. the Jags hit. And the the Fal- only one that's oh. not you was need- the Falcons. You, you, I will say, you also needed a lot of coin flips to go your way to be in that position to be one away. Like, they all went but your I way. I knew what I was Raiders doing, Joe. And yeah, Jacksonville. Yeah, like, they all yeah. went your way except yeah, for Yeah, two-point conversions at the end and that sort of thing. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. So Atlanta and the other loss was the Chargers win, but don't cover because the two point at the end. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I guess yeah. that game was close the whole time, so you take the loss there. But the Falcons one would bother me all week. That's annoying. I mean, that that is just it's annoying. They're there we, at the yeah. end. Yeah, the the others were not close. I I didn't view Pittsburgh as a close one at all. The, the three winners were not close, and we lost the two coin flips. So what are you gonna do? Would have been nice four and one, but oh well, winning week. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the Jets one had to be one of the easiest ones you put in all year, right? When when, you, when Fields oh. wasn't in. I mean, that's oh, man. just... One of our Twitch viewers, Scatterbrain, is saying um, that there's the Pat McAfee curse, everyone that goes on his show. Matt Ryan did, Dan Campbell did, of course we know uh, Aaron Rodgers, what's Rogers. happened to him? <laughs> Wentz, Wentz was on the McAfee show. Oh, yeah. Is that a thing this show. year? Well, I don't know. Rogers was. Uh, Rogers was. Rogers has been on so much; he may never be the same again. If that curse right. is real. <laughs> but he did win the MVP when he was a regular on that show. Right. And so, Dan Campbell what, and the Lions have been playing better. Okay, so maybe it's not a thing. Who else goes on that show? Any other regulars? I only Chuck see Pagano. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Chuck Pagano. Does Chuck Pagano go on there? Really? Here's what Chuck Pagano has to say. Regular. <laughs> He's a regular. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Um, but, well, I mean, Chuck was an all right coach. All right. We have Brad Thomas coming up next in a few minutes. Talk some World Cup here. USA, Iran today. So, I mean, this is it. They need to win to advance. This this is the day for, for the United States. They need to win to advance. Uh, what was that game? It was Friday, right? The Friday game against England. That was the draw that I yep. I watched that game. I, I thought they outplayed them. I'm not a soccer guy, but, like, they had, they had the ball most of the time. In the uh, in England's side of the field, like they got shot after shot and just couldn't get one in. So maybe uh, maybe today will be a good day for the United States. We'll see. We'll ask Brad yeah, coming up here, and, and not just for this one, but looking forward to to hearing uh, Brad's angles on all of all of the upcoming plays. It's these. This is going to be a big day here. Big day here as far as that goes, and the approach is going to be fascinating because you have one side that has to win. They mm-hmm. have to win, and the other side. They could be playing for the draw, and with a little help, they're going to advance to the round of 16. So it's, a, it's going to be a fascinating one. And the England-Wales one is intriguing as well because England really needs to win this match to avoid Netherlands. So um, I'm excited to talk to Brad coming up about what he yes. thinks. I am too. Brad Thomas, good choice. He was with us last week. I, Aaron, I thought he was great. I'm excited to have Brad with us coming up again in a few minutes, and then we'll get to Futures Day. I'm, I'm excited – to see what Joe's angle is on the Ravens uh, when we get to the future stuff in today's show. Because the Ravens strike me as a team, and I obviously don't give it away yet. We'll, we'll get to it. But the Ravens strike yeah. me as a team you could go either way on. Like, you can make the points where, like, I'm, you know, I'm going the other way, right? The Bengals are going to overtake them in the division. They're going to go. It's, I'm, I'm out. Or you can make the case, like, there's value there. Because every game until Sunday, I guess, they've led by 10 points. Sunday, they led by nine in the fourth quarter. Like, they're up almost every game double digits, basically. They could, they could be undefeated. They could they, be. There, there's a world they could be undefeated at this point. And Lamar's um, in his feelings clapping back at people on Twitter. Yeah. Can't be doing that. Yeah. yeah. And maybe, I, yeah, maybe if you're going to clap back, just watch what you say. I mean, just <laughs> people screenshot those you, things, Lamar. You would think entering week 13 that a lot of stuff is solidified. And, you know, it is like in the NFC North, maybe a couple other divisions. But I think there are a couple of long shots that are still live. And you're getting good numbers because you only have six weeks left. Brad Thomas, betting analyst, NBC Sports Edge on the World Cup. He joins us next right here on the Beck UL Network.